Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. We are going to hit you with a classic this week. This is a cloacal classic, actually, because uh, we're going to take you back to dinosaur sex. That's right. Uh, I also like to call this our dinosaur hot tub time machine. Because yeah. we try to figure out how, how did uh, dinosaurs do it. So we bring this to you guys. And, and by the way, I wanted to mention that this is the podcast that, or rather the episode, that is the reason why I have a great sign in my cubicle that says Cloaca Ave. Thank you, Coop. I cherish that. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is a perfectly legitimate um, collision of of the, the grown-up world and the childhood world is the question of dinosaurs having sex with one another. Ugh. Yeah. See, even right there, I'm like, really? My, my friend Brontosaurus, I know, Apatosaurus, <laughs> but I will continue to call Brontosaurus Brontosaurus. Because, again, from my childhood, I cannot imagine Brontosaurus kicking boots, you know? Yeah, because these, these were... Our friends when we were kids, you know, these little plastic dinosaurs. If you're like me, you, you memorized all their names or a lot of their names. And uh, and you had a big box full of them, and you'd get them out, and they'd, yeah, they'd wrestle each other, and they'd bite each other, and, and the T-Rex would stab, I mean, the uh, the Triceratops would stab the T-Rex <laughs> in the gut, and the T-Rex would try and bite the back of the, the, uh, the, the, the Triceratops head. Uh, good times. Great yeah, times. those were good times. And never did you imagine that one day that you would go on the Internet and just do a simple search for like dinosaur mating and find a, a photo gallery mm-hmm. of of dinosaurs doing it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because with normal animals, I mean, everybody grows up say loving a, loving like little girls love horses and guys love lizards and stuff, and uh, other animals as well. And then you go to the zoo and something weird is liable to happen. Like especially if you go to like the Georgia Aquarium. Um, which is which is which is awesome place, but occasionally you'll see uh, one of the um, beluga whales, yeah. um, you know, slip out a corkscrewed penis and go chasing one of the other whales around, and you know there are children watching, and and <laughs> to you know to, to paraphrase uh, Arrested Development, you know, bam, I'm all grown up now. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. So so since you just had that experience, right? That yes. Georgia Aquarium, yeah, we, you day. feel like yeah. we we could probably talk about dino sex. Yeah, it's because uh, we've gotten to the point where I mean, where a we're able to, to we have enough data to sort of uh, ask these questions anyway, if yeah. not necessarily answer them. And also, reproduction is is a vital, if not the vital, part of any organism's life. Well, and if you think about uh, dinosaurs too, I mean, they primarily dominated the landscape for a hundred mm-hmm. million years, right? So, or thereabouts. Um, in terms of domination. So obviously they were doing something right in terms of reproduction. It's just so very difficult to really pin it down, like exactly how they were they were doing this. But it's also kind of fascinating because we don't know exactly. Yeah. We've got some interesting theories. So before we get get back into the uh, the grisly details of um, <laughs> Jurassic or sex. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the brown chicken, brown cow thing. But no, well, no, that was the the. No, sorry, that was a <clears throat> a naughty music sound. That yeah, the, made. the brown chicken. Brown. What's the brown chicken? It's like a joke thing? about, um, like, oh man, I forget how the joke goes now. But the the punchline is, 
this brown chicken, brown cow, and you're supposed to say it like brown chicken. Oh, brown, brown cow. chicken, yeah. brown cow. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I totally butchered that joke, though. So, I'm, I'm, my apologies. Um, I don't even. Yeah, I'm not even quite sure what it is, and I love it. But anyway, so, <laughs> um, how do we know anything about what dinosaurs or any prehistoric creature did or did not do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it all comes down to. It's kind of like solving a crime. Um, there are several different ways of figu- figuring out what happens, several different lenses we look through. Um, they're, um, yeah, get the forensics out. Yeah, they, they depend on, first, uh, there's uh, cladistics, which is a method of hypothesizing relationships among organisms. Mm-hmm. You can think of it as creating a family tree with blank spaces for unknown ancestors. They also turn to molecular sequencing, in which uh, they reveal the hierarchy of relationships among different organisms by comparing their molecular details. So think of it, again, as a family tree, only this time using DNA evidence to figure out what goes where on the chart. Right. And then there's the fossil record, which is quite incomplete. I mean, by that's just the fossil record. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it's important. Sometimes people will criticize that, like, oh, well, the, you know, the fossil record is incomplete. How can you prove this, that, or the other? Well, that's because we're using it uh, along with other tools. Well, and it's a blueprint of sorts, right? right. So you've got to go, go along something here. Yeah. So here's the reason it's incomplete, or the primary reason. Sediment has to cover an organism's remains in order for uh, the long fossilization process to begin. And, and most organisms decompose before this can happen. I mean, think of it. You're some sort of prehistoric creature out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be covered in, in, basically covered in mud after you die for your, for your form to be preserved in, in fossil. Right. So if you, if you live in the mud, great. You've got, a, you've, <laughs> you've got a, a leg up on this fossilization process. But if you live in the desert, uh, maybe not. Or if you only occasionally go near the water to drink, then you've got a, it's a question of dying at just the right moment right. and in just the right circumstances. And um, uh, so that, that's why like trilobites, the ancient marine anthropod, uh, are a rather common fossil. While a T-Rex is uh, is far rare because it's large, it's land-dwelling, and it's a top predator. So there's a very small percentage of the population. Trilobites everywhere, but a T-Rex, think of it like a, a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Like the T-Rex is at the very top. And like for every one T-Rex, there's got to be the, the next level is, um, of uh, predators and prey is a little larger, and the one below that is a little larger, all the way down to your, you know, to the, all the different herbivores that they eat, and then the grass that the herbivores eat. Right. So your T-Rex, your top predator fossils are pretty rare, and so so you know even rare that you would find evidence of say a T-Rex engaged in a particular activity, especially um, especially sex. Also fossils. May be set in stone, but uh, they are not figuratively uh, set in stone because right. they, they can they can be destroyed. And then there's a, there are a lot of fossils that we haven't found and we'll never find. Like if there's a fossil of a, of two T Rex doing it, and it just happens to be on the Earth under say the Vatican, uh, we're probably never <laughs> going to get that fossil. That's just you build yeah, you build not, uh, something not important, and you're going to give up on that. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's a question, right? Of the soft tissue preservation, right, and, right. and actually having. Um, reproductive organs intact, which is, yes. I mean, that's never even been found in a dinosaur before. So the, the thing that we can do is to look at the common ancestors, right, for right. a little bit of a clue. Um, in particular, alligators, uh, crocodiles, and birds for yeah. dinosaurs, like velociraptors. Yes, and just think of it, we see naked birds all the time. And there's nothing <laughs> really, uh, really all that scandalous about it, right? Why? Because they have what is called a cloaca. That's right, a cloaca. And this is, 
A cloaca. How, how do we talk about a cloaca? Um, it actually, in, in Latin, it means sewer. <laughs> That's a lovely introduction. Um, but it's basically an opening for urine, excrement, and sex. And we know that crocs have this, right? Mm-hmm. And we also know that female titanosaurs uh, are more like a croc, given the analyzation of well-preserved ti- titanosaur eggs, which are rounded like a croc instead of oblong like a bird. So they've sort of extrapolated with that information and said, okay, since you know the the titanosaur. Uh, had round eggs and they were laid in big clumps, much like crocodiles. Let's take that uh, logic and extend it out and say that they possibly had a cloaca like a crocodile does. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more cloaca. I think one way to think about cloaca is to uh, think of like Barbie and Ken and how, you know, like Barbie and Ken, I think, would essentially have cloaca. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, and I, and I, I'm, if my, my wife is probably listening to this podcast at some point and, uh, and cringing because she's, she has this weird fear of birds or avert. She, I mean, she likes birds. Right. But, uh, but they kind of creep her out with some of their things, like their black beady eyes and their beaks and their tongues and, and their cloaca. Yeah, she doesn't want to know about the cloaca. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a, a great uh, great little bit um, here ta- talking about the possibility of dinosaurs having cloaca from uh, uh, Carmelo Amalfi of Australia's Cosmos magazine, yeah. which has an online presence. It's really cool as well. And uh, this is what uh, this author says. Quote, if dinosaurs also had cloaca, according to theory, penetration would have occurred when the male cloaca filled up with blood and bulged out into the cloaca of the female, much like a couple of plumber's plungers pushing up against each other, unquote. And this, folks, is called the cloacal kiss, Yes, by the way, which sounds like an STD, I have to say. Yeah. Like, kids, watch out. Don't get the cloacal kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's... You're shaking your head, um, but that's that's what the cloaca is, or that what they they think it is in the dinosaurs, and how it may have um, operated, so to speak. And also, we should say here too that within the cloaca, for the male, the penis would have been concealed. Um, if if dinosaurs in fact had penises, I mean, there's a there's a possibility that they actually just ejected se- uh, semen from one cloaca to the other. You know, okay. actually, in that whole sort of. Uh, with the, the plumber plunging uh, setup that you just talked about, so it's basically sort of like backing up the cloacas next yes, to each I'm, other. I'm picturing it in my mind now. It's, and it's, ejecting it's the gross. semen from one yeah. cloaca to the other. This is science. <laughs> Sometimes science is is pretty gross. It is. Again, this is why it's like, oh, dinosaurs really? Yeah. Um, well, it, you talk about the possibility of dinosaurs actually having um, a, a member, as it were. Um, the late uh, British paleontologist L. Beverly Halsted uh, wrote back in 1988 that uh, that he thought that uh, that uh, they might, if they were humped like birds, they'd have to uh, get past uh, that thick, powerful tail in yeah. order to do it. So they would need to have a corkscrew-shaped penis about three meters long. Uh, but then Halstead goes on to, to say, quote, uh, yet there is no evidence that they had such a grandiose organ. Maybe they lay side to side, male to port and female to starboard, and sort of snuggled up uh, together, bottom to bottom. Oh, yeah, there are all sorts of different yeah. positions that people have imagined for this. And yeah, like I've heard, like, house cat 
position. House which, cat, which where I, the I female would get down like. on the elbows and then raise the the hindquarters up in the air. Okay. So oh, like when you pet a cat and their yeah, butt comes sort of, up, right? Okay. Right. And goes, hey, scratch my butt. Um, not that the dinosaurs would be saying that. Well, so they would. I, I guess if you petted them on the head. I I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like, which are we talking about a stegosaurus here? Because, <laughs> I mean, just even the act of petting could be dangerous. Why? And this is another reason why it's kind of hard for us to wrap our minds around it. Uh, one, because, of course, we're coming at this as mammals, right? We've got our own ideas of, of how sex happens. But another is because we know that all the different plates and the pointy parts, uh, depending on the dinosaur, can really make the act difficult. So, again, that's why there are all these different theories. Uh, the behind mount is one that is really very popular. Um, it's thought that, like giraffes and elephants, that this would be the most common position. Um, but it's also pointed out, as you pointed out, that thick tails, plates, and... Uh, weight distribution would make this really difficult. Yeah, weight is a big one. Um, and then just general size, like there are some um, discussions about how, like say, a, a long-necked dinosaur. Yeah, um, like, like how, Brontosaurus. Yeah, there are some, some discussions that, well, it could do it uh, from behind, but it would need to keep its head horizontal because if right. it went vertical, uh, then blood flow would be an issue. But then again, uh, the giraffe is a classic example of how, even with that long neck, mm-hmm. uh, it has special adaptations that allow it to continually pump blood to the brain. It has a giant heart, yeah? Yeah. yeah. They're just such they're such a giant heart. <laughs> it is. It's such a giant-hearted creature. Um, and then there's also a 1991 scientific paper entitled Fusion of Caudal Vertebrae in Late Jurassic Sauropods. So, again, we're talking about brontosaurus here. Um, they found that the fusions of the tail vertebrae closest to the pelvic girdle were common among um, these types of dinosaurs, possibly so that their tails wouldn't snap off during mating. So it's this kind of fusion that could might only occur in female dinosaurs that could lift their tails and arch uh, during mating. But their tails don't snap off. Because that no, would be no. kind of interesting, too, if their tails snapped off like lizards. No, no. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, the idea here is that the, the fusion was a little bit wonky, right, on that vertebrae, so that they could get that arch in the tail. Um, so that's, that's a theory. Um, another theory is the... I like to call it the hot tub theory. Oh, this is because of their weight and size, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, lo- larger dinos, right, if they're weighing around 100,000 pounds, would have the most difficult time in mounting um, without crushing each other, right, or maiming right. each other. So it's thought that they would go, like like crocs, that they would just float in the water and that would give them some buoyancy and kind of give them a, a more gentle way to dock their cloaca, so to speak. <laughs> um and then there's, I think you already mentioned it too, there's a sort of a spooning action. Um, they could have laid down on their sides or belly to belly. Now, see, now that's adorable, the idea of dinosaur spooning. Yeah, that yeah. one I can cotton to because yeah. that doesn't seem too graphic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it seems like they'd have some nice pillow talk there too. Yeah. And then there's another one that seems, this one I, I really kind of, it, it seems simple enough, but I keep trying to imagine it. It's sort of a backing it up position, which they face opposite directions, and then they back up into each other, and again, they align the cloaca. Okay. Now, there there are some animals that end up in that alignment in the wild, I, I believe. Not, I mean, not oh, with yeah? cloaca, but yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think I saw it in a nature video once. But, um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's again, these are awkward things. I mean, it doesn't make, a, I have to say, it doesn't make dinosaur sex seem all that, like, Wow, dinosaurs, they were really yeah. romantic. It, well, I mean, it just kind of underlines how all reproduction is kind of weird. You know, it's just kind of weird and, and messy. And and uh, 
and, and not all that dignified. So we hate to think <laughs> of our uh, our childhood uh, friends uh, engaging in, in this kind of activity. But they although had to the hot tub part, I mean, that doesn't seem so bad either, well, that right? Could, well, okay, the hot tub thing, I guess, could could work. It's you know, it's it's kind of like they're flying. It's weightless and beautiful. Right, right. They could be you looking know. up in the moon and stars, reciting yeah. poetry to each so other. So maybe they do that, and then they spoon on the shore. I'll, yeah, I'll go th- for that. There you go. Yeah, let's. It's it's the the plunging in the cloaca and the backing up that seems a little awkward. I think. Um, but, you know, we should probably talk a little bit about some courtship rituals, too. Uh, oh, yeah, because, you know, they're not just doing it. They're they're probably engaging in some sort of activity. I mean, especially when you look at, if, if you uh, look at any kinship to birds, I mean, birds have some of the most spectacular courtship rituals right. um, imaginable. Um, you know, just watch a few episodes of, uh, of, uh, of Attenborough's The Life of Birds, and you'll see activity. They're just like, wow, these guys really... Had it going. Yeah, on. they make it sexy, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like all sorts of plumage, calls, uh, building little dances, uh, dances building little structures to, yeah. <laughs> for, that, that have been decorated to woo their mate. I mean, it really gets phenomenal. Right. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and again, we don't know so much about what dinosaurs might have done, but we can think about, um, again, like, you know, sauropod like uh, brontosaurus, uh, apatosaurus, um, Long tails, long necks. It's very possible that they might have done some sort of dance in which they intertwined their necks. A um, sexy dance. A sexy dance. Yeah. A slow dance, like a Valentine's Day uh, dance together. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, fifth grade. You know, hearts mm-hmm. all around them. Um, but in their tails intertwining too. So, and then again with the males in the necks, it's very possible that they might have used those to tussle with other males or to herd other males away, so that they'd have less competition with the female they were trying to mate with. I like the idea of like a fearsome T Rex, like spending hours and hours and hours doing some sort of silly, tedious dance <laughs> to try and woo a mate. You know. I, I like the idea with like the sh- like the short little arms doing yeah. some sort of like I don't know um, like you know neck and pop and locking thing I don't know. Well, that that would, it would that's the the problem too with the T Rex arms because they have those two little fingers. Yeah. So, so it looks like they're doing ironic quotation marks every time they say anything. <laughs> they're like I really love you, and then then the other dinosaur gets all up in arms because they they're like oh you love me. Great, and I'm going to go mate with this other T-Rex. Right, so we think communication is hard now. Yeah. I mean, think about it then. Um, and then some other folks, too, uh, if you think about the thesaurus and the Pelisosaurus, those are the thin-backed, lizard-looking dinosaurs. Oh, yes, like the, uh, like, was it Demetridon? Oh, man, see, the the eight-year-old me would, would be great on this podcast, if you remember <laughs> that. There, there were two. There was the cool-looking one and the kind of plumper-looking one, and one was a carnivore and one was a... Herbivore. The eight-year-old you right now would be crying under the table, being like, "What are you talking about? What do you mean they're having sex?" Um, but yeah, I mean these these are the the crests that are they're really ornate, and mm-hmm. researchers think that they've actually they had developed as a way to woo the ladies actually because the crest got bigger and bigger and bigger over time, and they really didn't serve any function. I mean, think about hauling that sort of crest on your back all the time. Well, uh, I have heard that the crest could have been used for. Um, to to warm the blood, you send the blood up through those veins, the veins oh. in that crest, and then the uh, the, the sunlight is, has more ready access. Okay. It, so. Okay. Well, the, this one they were saying that because it kept getting larger and larger, they were they were looking at more like plumage. Oh, okay. Um, and also that they could you know maybe even use that to sort of look like they were bowing up against another um, would be suitor. 
So, again, if you look at all these ridges and plates that are on a lot of the dinosaurs, many of them could be used, um, you know, to fight off other dinosaurs. And we already know that right now. But in a courtship ritual, certainly it could be like, hey, look at my nice ridges, my nice crest. So there you have it, Dinosaur Sex. Classic episode, a lot of cool science in that one. And uh, hey, if you want to uh, reach out to us, let us know what you think about this episode, what you think about dinosaurs getting it on, or if you ever just want to make a cloaca joke, you can find us all the normal places. We're on Tumblr, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and our homepage is StuffToBlowYourMind.com. That's where you will find our audio podcast, our videos, our blog posts, and links out to all of our social media uh, places. And you can always send us a line, and you can do so at BlowTheMind at the Discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 